0: Welcome, everybody, to Podcast Today for August 14th, 2016. I still have to look at the date every day. Every day I start a podcast. Did you glance down down in the corner of my computer? See what date it is? Occasionally I read it backwards, so I'd say, like, August 8th, thinking it's the 8th, but it's not. It's the 8th month of the year. Anyway, the G1 Climax has come to a conclusion. It is over. Thank God, so much wrestling in such short a period of time, I I fell off. I tried to commit to watching every single tournament match, and my my resolve collapsed around night 12, and then when they begin to pile up after that, it's just, no, I can't. I'll make my way through the other nights I've seen, the, the kind of top matches of most of the nights. Like, I've seen Okada Ishii, I've seen Omega Naito, I've seen Tanahashi Okada, I've seen the biggins, I, 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 I've hunted them down, but I'll cherry-pick the matches from the rest of the nights that I haven't seen that I want to see, because God knows I'm not watching Bad Luck Fale against Tamatonga. <laughs> Might be a good match, it probably is a pretty solid match, just, it's, it's not worth it's not worth hunting down, as I wait for a plane to stop passing overhead. God damn it, people. Why are you flying places? The final was a final which nobody predicted, and that is not like me being hyperbolic. Literally nobody. I think 398 people entered the Voices of Wrestling pickums, and not one person predicted a Hiroki Gato against Kenny Omega Final. Not one predicted Goto and Omega. And like, it kind of makes sense because I mentioned this in the review I did for Voices of Wrestling of, I don't even know what night I reviewed, I think it was Night 9, that usually New Japan throw Goto a bone. Every year they give him something, because he is the perennial bridesmaid, he is the, the endless loser in New Japan. So usually it's like, here's an Intercontinental title run, here's a, a New Japan Cup win, here's a World Tag League run, who here's a, a tag title run, they just kind of throw him something something to do, something that he's not always a gigantic loser, and this year, it's a a G1 final spot, which also puts him in a position to choke again, but at least, you know, he made the final, that's something, that's his his thing for the year that he gets, so that he's not always losing all the time, though he kind of lost his way into the final, kind (laughs) of, because he, he lost Okada, he lost to Tanahashi, and he only really made the final because Okada and Tanahashi went to a draw, but nonetheless... Default as it was, he made it, and they had an awesome match. Actually, that match this morning rocked. And Omega paying tribute to all of the ex-New Japan talent who have gone gone across the pond, across the Pacific to WWE, breaking up bloody Sundays and Styles clashes and Phoenix splashes, and even even a few bombays. All of them paid tribute in I think the order they left, or it the reverse order that they left. I don't even remember, but and of course Omega would have close ties with the Bushi, and he would have wrestled Devitt. Plenty of times, and he sent Styles packing. And he he tried to use their moves to pick up the win and couldn't. So he he picked up the win with the One Wing Angel. And like Gato delivers in these environments, so Gato pretty much never doesn't deliver in these environments. I didn't think he had a great tournament. He wasn't like firing on all cylinders, but throwing the final. And he's not going to disappoint. And he didn't. That final actually also had a a Noah against New Japan Dads and Shibata match, and there was a headbutt in that match, which honestly was deplorable. <laughs> Shibata headbutted, I think it was Nakajima, so hard that you could hear the clunk. You could actually hear the thud, and then Shibata started bleeding. I have a very, very high threshold for that kind of stuff. I have a, a humongously high threshold for what is too much in pro wrestling, but that that crossed that threshold for me. The point is, you're not supposed to hurt each other. And he dropped a guy on his shoulder and a German halfway through the match as well, so that wasn't pleasant. Yeah, something reckless, Shibata you can't get a reaction without actually killing yourself. That kind of defeats the purpose of being a pro wrestler. I know he's a tough guy act, but still. The tournament tournament on a whole, like people were kind of understandably giving out about it because there was a lot of good and the early kind of, I don't know, eight shows only had a handful of great. And when you have so many shows, good doesn't really cut the mustard. You really need that great to pull the tournament up and make it actually worthwhile to get through these shows every single day. And when you think about it though, the tournament was kind of marvelously paced because it had that really hot opening night and then each successive show kind of built and built and built and built until those final three shows with Tanahashi Okada which was a, another brilliant wonderful match because that's that's what they do they have brilliant wonderful matches they're two of the best wrestlers in the world having one of the most storied rivalries of all time having classic matches every time they wrestle of course and they called back to a bunch of spots and they called back to the the arm holding spot which gave me goosebumps it was amazing actually the uh, shot and Kai kick out in the finals between Omega and Gato also gave me goosebumps. God, those three matches were fantastic. Of course, Omega and Naito, which was just bonkers. Those two just went absolutely nuts. Every so often, you get like Naito, and he just wants to kill himself, so he just does crazy things, and then Omega also does crazy things. Omega's a frustrating guy, because he can be super cringeworthy, he can be terrible at times, but when he's on, and he, when he's like, firing all cylinders, he's he's out there to tear the house down, he's one of the best in the world. There's There's very little denying that. And he delivered in this tournament, and he delivered in the big spots when he was asked to. And there was no cleaner antics. That's all I want from him. But even then, do I not want cleaner antics from him? I don't want all wrestlers to be the same. I don't want all of them to be, you know, serious, super, all wrestling, super serious all the time. Kenny Meg is what he is. He is who he is. He's different. And different is good even if it doesn't appeal to all tastes, and even if I don't like it all the time, I don't. There's also the Okada-ishi match, which is... I i went five stars. I went full five. I threw fives at it, which is <laughs> my second Okada five-star match this year, which is, for me, the match of the tournament. Those two tore the house down, and it was... It, it, it's the match that got me on on an emotional level most because those two are obviously pals. They're stable mates, And, like, Okada was trying to do his cocky, look how smug and arrogant I am thing. And Ishii was just having none of it. Okada tried to do his little thing in the ropes where he just pats someone on the chest. And then Ishii just tried to murder him for a few minutes just out of revenge. He's like, not having any of that. And they built that match and they built it to a crescendo. It was fantastic. And Ishii won, of course. So that probably sets up an Okada-Ishii match. I'm looking forward to that, hopefully. It was a really good tournament. It was a great, great tournament. It always is a great tournament. And the talent involved going out, having five main event matches a night, or at least trying to have main event matches every night for a month for 19 shows or whatever it was, 18 and a final. It's it's going to deliver unless the wrestlers are bad and the wrestlers aren't bad. It's nearly always going to deliver. And it did. I'm to see Omega, I assume, is bound for a, a meeting with Okada, but you never know could switch the bells onto Tanahashi after the draw, they could do a rematch, but I I wouldn't do that. They could, who knows? (laughs) Or Omega could lose the briefcase, he could be the first person to lose it, but I don't think that's happening either. Or maybe he will. Who knows? And of course people give out that it was predictable, and like it was predictable that Tanahashi versus Okada would decide who won the block, it just, I don't think many predicted it would result in Gato winning the block. Though Omega Naito was predictably always going to decide who won that block because I don't think anyone else other than those two was ever coming out of that block. But you never know. No one would have said Gato was ever coming out Well, a few people did actually predict Gato win the block, just not to face Omega in the final. I think Keith Harris in particular predicted Gato to win. But yeah, great G1. Good job, New Japan. Now I just have to catch up with the rest of it. Ugh. So much wrestling. You can listen to new episodes of the podcast today every single day at soundcloud.com forward slash A New episode of The weekend dropped this weekend, so check that out. You can subscribe on iTunes, searching for TWS Network. You can subscribe on YouTube or follow me on Twitter at or E T T K I D N E Y. Thanks for listening, and bye-bye.